Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crokey. I'm Hollis Burkhart. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about a PlayStation exclusive for a change. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about Halo. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about Sifu, a fairly recently released game that we both had a chance to play. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of other shit that's gone on since the last time we recorded. Things got fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. We had a fun weekend in uh, New we Orleans. We did. One weekend out from New Orleans, no sign of the spicy cough yet. Nope. Which is surprising as hell to me. <laughs> as careful as I was being on the way back home, I was like, oh boy, somebody's getting sick this weekend. It's going to be me. <laughs> no, man. Our vaccines worked as intended. Thank goodness. Bless this immunity. So, uh, we have a pretty, we have some funny stories from New Orleans, but my favorite is the guy that gave us the beads. Mm-hmm. So we were all standing outside after dinner, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to us and he's like, uh, asking us how many times where we're from, how many times we've been to New Orleans, and then he starts passing out beads to each of us. And every time, so he gives Cindy a pair of beads, and he goes. And you don't even have to show your boobies. <laughs> and then he gives Jesse a pair of beads and he goes, and you don't even have to show your boobies. He gives Steve beads and he says, and you don't even have to show your boobies and so on and so forth. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we get it. And then he's like, you know, then p- the pitch comes, right? Where he stays, where he and his wife stay, what they use, the money they ask for. So Cindy starts uh, looking for some cash in her wallet. I can't tell you the last time I carried paper bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it wouldn't be that I wouldn't have given this dude money. It's just I don't carry cash on me anymore. Right. Yeah, I hardly ever do. And then he's like, so what are you guys here for? So Steve goes, we're going to see a band called Tool. (laughs) And he goes, Tool. And Steve says, yep, Tool. Tool. And Steve goes, yeah, they're an older band. And the guy goes, nah. And walks Like, (laughs) immediately the conversation, the friendly demeanor ends and he leaves (laughs) so the rest of the weekend anytime we were talking we'd be like tool nah (laughs) tool was great though it was great they melted my face i gotta be honest with you they were so phenomenal but you know my jam off the last album is descending Mm -hmm. the last time i saw them was at the same place in New Orleans, like almost exactly two years before, right before lockdown and stuff. <clears throat> and they didn't play Descending. I was a little bummed, but uh, I saw that it was pretty consistently on the set list for this tour. I was like, oh shit, they're going <coughs> to play it. It's going to be awesome. They messed it up at the beginning. <laughs> they messed it up at the beginning. Oh man. Yeah, they had some trouble with a couple of them. But not, nothing. Like we have been to a concert where we saw them completely fall apart on a song. Yeah. Nothing that major. No, no. Just some cringing notes every now and again. Notably, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I couldn't pull off two seconds of one of those songs. Yeah, like those those few, to me, like those moments, while they're tough, you know, 
you see them happen, but like they kind of make them human in a yeah. way, you know, like it's, yeah. they're not robots out there. And, and uh, the good, the good moments far, far outweighed the, the oh, one or two bad moments. Big you know time. I mean? uh, and I got to say, having you and Cindy as like our tour guides, like suggesting place for us made our, the second New Orleans trip, this one we went on way more enjoyable. Not that we didn't have a good time the first time, but I don't know shit about where to go in New Orleans. <laughs> And secondly, my man Steve here has one of the best senses of direction I've ever seen. Because the last time we were there, like the whole time I'm doing walking directions on my phone and you start moving in one direction. You're like, oh, shit, got to turn around. We actually got to go the other way. But no, anytime we'd leave, Steve would be like, we just got to go this way. And when we turn here, (laughs) Steve is like a fucking human GPS. I made the joke that he's one of those dudes that turns all the HUD elements off. (laughs) In an open world game? The UI. Yeah. I've been to the French Quarter a few times. Yeah. I mean, that definitely helps, but boy, howdy. I was impressed. Yeah, our dinner that first night was really good. We went to um, Felix's Oysters Oyster House. It was really good. It was so good. Pa's got the char-grilled oysters, and man, those were the star of the show, in my opinion. I would drive five hours just to eat those things. I've been waiting to have those again for two years. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what I wanted, and... It was well worth the wait. We actually went to a really good place Sunday morning when we got up. We went and ate at a parkway. It's like a a po'boy place that's mm-hmm. near the cemetery. We didn't walk there. We drove there because it was pretty far from our hotel. Uh, but it was really good. It looked really good in the picture. Yeah. What did you get? I got some. I think it was called the James Brown. Okay. So it was basically a surf and turf. It had New Orleans, like Cajun style roast beef and fried shrimp on it. That sounds really good. Yeah. And was the bread good? Oh, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the real trick. Yeah. It was real good. Um, But yeah, I had a really fun time. Me too, man. I had a little bit too much fun that Friday night. One too many Sazeracs, so Cindy and I spent pretty... And we got up and had uh, brunch the next day. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we kind of were like, uh, I'm going to go lay down for a bit. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> just hung out, too. It's not like we were looking to fucking drink it up and be right. crazy the whole weekend anyway. We basically chilled until the, the show. And then, you know, the walk... We were lucky enough to be able to... The walk wasn't bad at all from no. the hotel to the, to the place. So. No. You know... Uh, one thing I hate more than anything is being too wasted at a show mm-hmm. and not remembering it. Like I've had that happen a couple of times. So that's why I was not interested in being wasted all day on Saturday yeah. anyway. Good point. Yeah. I didn't drink at all <coughs> Saturday until we got back to the hotel. You know, I don't think I did either. Maybe. There was also interestingly a podcast being. Oh my God. <laughs> recorded. And I filmed. can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Like in the, in the lobby of our hotel, we stayed at this place. Um, and uh, I, I swear the podcast was called the Lemonade Diaries, but uh, Lemonade Diaries or Chronicles or something. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when you search for podcast on like Apple Podcast or even YouTube, because it had a video element, and you search for the Lemonade Diaries or the Lemonade Chronicles, a ton of different things show up, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find the exact one. Because right. from what I understand, it was a podcast like a relationship advice podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they asked me and Steve if we wanted to be on it. And I was like, oh, you ain't you ain't looking for me on this podcast. <laughs> no. But like, um, a key component of a relationship is playing Stardew Valley together. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, maybe a little dead by daylight. <laughs> like, what is this kid talking about? I thought you were going to work a little more blue there for a second. Oh, well, I did I did make the joke that I was just going to go up there, grab the mic and go, "The best I have advice I have is eat ass." <laughs> That's the key. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. You to say. <laughs> I tried to steer it more towards the theme of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, what a good time. Um, yeah. We had a real good time. A lot of good food. Yeah, I'm hoping um the next time we see Tool, maybe uh, they're here or somewhere a little closer. Not that I wouldn't drive that far, but man, be nice to just go down the street like we did for that one show here. Right. <laughs> no kidding. So what what all has happened since we recorded last? Well, for one, uh, there's been another big acquisition. Yep. 
Not as big as Microsoft buying Activision. No. But still pretty notable. Uh, Notable for sure. And what I thought was funny was, and I probably even made the joke myself, was like, oh, this is their response to Microsoft buying Activision, when in reality this deal's been in the works for way longer than two weeks or whatever the time in between was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Sony announced that they intend to buy Bungie. Um, which is interesting. And what's funny is I saw the, you texted me. I think you were, yeah, you texted me and I looked down and I thought it said 6.3 million mm. instead of billion. And I was like, damn, <laughs> they got a deal. God, no, we could have scrounged up that cash. <laughs> <laughs> we own Bungie. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> guess what? We're not doing <laughs> destiny. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're going to buy and like, it's so crazy to me. They bought Bungie for more than Disney bought Lucasfilm, right? Mm-hmm. And from the outsider's perspective, not being someone that works at Bungie, it kind of seems like they bought Destiny for $6.3 billion. Yeah. But you would have to imagine they have something in the pipeline that you know Sony saw when these talks were going on that really led them to believe like, oh... This is a good investment. Not that but Destiny is not popular, but... No, it's very popular, in fact. I mean, $7 billion popular? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like you and I have discussed a little bit, I think the tech might have a little bit to do with it as well. The yeah. Tech that Bungie uses for Destiny is, is very good. Yeah, the, the engine, like, if Sony wanted to buy Bungie to use that un- engine to make different shooters, other shooters, and they played as tightly as Destiny, I mean... That's a good investment. I think right? so. Yeah, and I know Bungie does have something else they've wor- they're working on. Mm-hmm. Who knows when we'll see it? But they do have something besides Destiny, right? That and that, <laughs> whatever that is, might be PlayStation exclusive. It could be. Yeah, because I be. think they've they've said you know a lot of people seem to say this at the beginning that they're not going to make Destiny too exclusive to playstation or whatever the cat's already the, out of the bag yeah, with really that one tough to... now let's say you know they decide to do a destiny 3 destiny 3 then you know. that might get a little interesting right mm-hmm. um but that's uh you know that's also a thing that's on pc as well mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to necessarily exclude them either well they're putting playstation exclusive games on pc yeah, now it's true they are so yeah. you know there's always the chance that it could be just like microsoft where microsoft's like you know Starfield will be on Xbox and PC. You know, whatever Bungie's doing, they may do PlayStation and PC. Right. You know, what they haven't done on PC is Bloodborne. No, it's so weird. I got a feeling, I I have to feel that there's something that will be done with Bloodborne. Yeah, man. (laughs) Bloodborne Destiny be a first person oh, shooter my, no i'm telling you exactly this is how it's going to go there's going to be a state what do they call their things a state of play right uh-huh. there's going to be a state of play this summer and they're going to be like and please welcome to the stage from bungie studios halls burkhart thank you thank you we here at bungie love to bring the experiences you love directly to the player and since our formation is a studio with games like Marathon, Myth, and the original Halo trilogy, we have been on the cutting edge of innovation and integration with our games. So that's why I'm happy to announce Destiny 3, where every gun, every armor item, every shader, everything you can pick up is also... An NFT. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's right. Destiny 3 <laughs> NFT. Coming this fall exclusively to the PlayStation 5 and PC. Mm. Crickets in the virtual audience. Man. God. <laughs> that would almost be worth them doing that just to see the. <laughs> I got my Gallarhorn NFT. <laughs> it's on the blockchain. 
I love how you're the CEO of Bungie because well, we did I buy did, them for six point three million. I didn't know who it was, so I just decided. Luke Smith, Luke Smith I think, is the dude. Okay, name, I think. Hi, <laughs> I'm Luke Smith. I like that you went with. I like that you went with Haas Burkhardt though. <laughs> Your delivery was perfect. I think you have watched a presentation or two. Or two, yeah. <laughs> I sure the fuck have. Oh, beautiful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, and I do think it's funny, like they buy Bun, and you know, I know they're not necessarily connected, but Xbox buys Activision, Sony buys Blunt Bungie. Xbox comes out and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're still planning on putting Call of Duty on a PlayStation." Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see how all this goes as this continues, because there are for sure certain agreements already in place. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, what a world. I have a feeling that uh, Microsoft being so vocal about how they're not going to take Call of Duty uh, exclusive to Xbox has something to do with them trying to get that deal to go through. Where like, see, no man, we're not, this is not antitrust. We're going to put this shit out on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Let that deal go through the check clears. (laughs) You know what I mean? Old fucking Bobby Kotick is on a corner uh, giving people beads going, and you definitely got to show your boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Like that happens, right? And then a couple years go by and they're like, please welcome to the stage, Phil Spencer. (laughs) We here at Xbox are proud to have partnered with our good friends at Activision. And today we're here to announce... World of Warcraft console edition where every item, (laughs) every weapon, every armor piece, every mount is an NFT (laughs) exclusive to the Xbox series of of consoles. And also, Call of Duty again (laughs) exclusive to the Xbox consoles. What a future. What a future we're living. <laughs> the future is now. <laughs> oh my goodness. What did you happen to see uh any of the announcements from that Nintendo Direct they did this past week? I saw week? a couple of them um on Reddit. I was I was kind of scrolling through. There's some Mario Kart action. Yeah, they're adding something like forty eight new tracks to Mario Kart. Sounds good. Sounds That's crazy. Good. But there was something else you might be about to to, <sighs> to say it. There are I have never seen a presentation from any of the big three that was more geared towards me. Okay, because like the previously, I'd say the one that got me the most hype was the PlayStation Five one that started with Final Fantasy sixteen, had Spider Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls in it, mm. buddy. This one, I have never seen a fucking. Uh, presentation more packed to the gills <coughs> with super weeb Japanese RPGs that are coming out. And they're all coming out really soon. Nice. So the day of the Direct, they put Mother and Earthbound on the Nintendo Online service. That's cool. I know people have been waiting for those. <laughs> they've been waiting for almost as long as they've been waiting for Mother 3. Right. Uh for you guys that don't know, Earthbound is Mother 2. So that goes Mother, Mother 2, Earthbound, Mother 3, right? Um, These the, are Super Nintendo era? So or the, Nintendo? The first one was Nintendo. Right. Earthbound was Super Nintendo. And then uh, Earthbound th- or Mother 3 was uh, Game Boy Advance. Okay. Um. So that was cool. So it's nice to see those. Like, Earthbound's been one of those games I've wanted to go back and play. You know, I played it on an emulator back in the day. I've never played the first one that was on the NES. I'd be interested to check it out. But then they announced that they're doing a Chrono Cross remaster. Mm, I did see that, yeah. Coming out April 7th. Boy, am I excited for that one. I swear I saw that in the store and xbox it's not just on nintendo okay that one's just no that one's no coming out but a lot of these aren't okay, just cool, nintendo cool. necessarily obviously the earthbounds are but uh chrono cross is it it's going to be out on everything i'm going to probably play it on xbox yeah, that one's a low price point too i think 20 mm-hmm. bucks so. yeah for a remaster of a police it's not a remake 
It's just a remaster. Right. Uh, Chrono Cross, really good game. Never played it. So. Excellent soundtrack. Um, and you know, it's a sequel to Chrono Trigger, Trigger which I loved. Um, and it's also going, there was a Japanese only text adventure game that they released to bridge Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross that never came out here. Called like Zork? Radical Dreamers. <laughs> uh, not uh, graphical text oh, okay. adventure. So like okay. sort of a choose your own adventure thing with graphics, right? Um, and that's coming out as part of this package for the first time. Never been translated, uh, you know, like besides fan translations. Then they announce a game that I have been super interested since I was like a teenager. That was a, once again, a Japanese square game that came out during the fucking heyday of their super Nintendo era called, uh, live alive. It's a JRPG that never came out over here. And it was one I'd always see people talk about, oh, you should play this translated ROM. This one's really good. They're bringing it out, and it's a remake hmm. in that sort of Octopath Traveler oh, okay. Project Triangle strategy. They call it 2D HD, I think is what they call it. Uh, and it looks incredible. So I'm real excited to check that out. And then they announce Xenoblade Chronicles 3, <laughs> which is a, a Nintendo-exclusive Japanese RPG series um, that I really like. Yeah, the no, first two are right really good. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, like, they just coming. They're just constantly announcing this shit. And what's got me really excited is, I don't know if you remember last year, right? There was a leak, quote-unquote, like some NVIDIA Shield leak that showed a bunch of upcoming games and like, for instance, on there was a Chrono Cross remaster. Uh, it had some stuff about the uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. But some of the stuff that was listed on there that hasn't been announced yet were a Final Fantasy IX remake, a Final Fantasy Tactics remake. Mm. Um, so considering the Chrono Cross thing turned out to be true, I think it's pretty obvious that they're working on a, uh, a Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, I think those other two have a pretty high chance of being true. So I'll be very excited when those get. I remember the one that I was stoked about. What's that? Mario Strikers. Oh, the soccer game? Yeah. It looks sick, I want to play that, man. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife has a Switch, so we can play that online. Yeah. we'll have to. We'll have to do that. I think that might even be four. Pl we could even do yeah. four player online. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I love soccer. You know, uh, the Mario sports games are a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like I know people don't hold the newest Mario Golf in the highest esteem, but when Jesse and I sit down and play that against each other, we have a good time with it. Yeah, you know, um, I didn't play this newest Mario Tennis, um, but I think it's considered to be all right. All so. Right. I haven't played a tennis game in a while, not since probably Virtua Tennis, oh. which I played an absurd amount of. What a good <laughs> Dreamcast game. Man, no kidding. <clears throat> That's one of those games that I remember being surprised by how good it was. Me too. Did you ever play Rockstar Table Tennis? I don't think so. I don't think I did either. I remember before I had a 360, it might have even been when I went to pick up my PS3, mm -hmm. seeing it on like the demo kiosk in GameStop and being like, because it uses like the characters from Bully, right? Mm -hmm. And just be like, a table tennis game, huh? This is what they did? All right. And then never really thought about it again. Yeah. I totally forgot they did that, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Back when, you know, they would put out a game every you know couple I, years i never played bully <laughs> bully's good it's good yeah it is good it's one of those games like granted i haven't played it since i picked it up on the playstation 2 back in the day but every now and then the the 360 scholarship edition will go on sale on the xbox store and i almost pulled the trigger i don't know how well it would hold up but i remember digging it back in the day cool um, did you see they also announced 
Grand Theft Auto 6 officially. They, they did. Work I mean, is underway. Once again, not like we didn't know. Yeah, it's still going to be a while. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I'm telling you right now, we'll probably see the first signs of it no later than next summer. Maybe this summer. You think? Yeah, I think what's going to happen is they're going to be like, Please welcome to the stage <laughs> the head of Rockstar Games, Eric Strathers. <laughs> Hey, man, we here at Rockstar love telling stories. We love involving our players. We love our player community. That's why we have a concurrent player base of millions on Grand Theft Auto and dozens on Red Dead Online. And that's why we're excited to debut the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 coming fall 2023. And then it'll be like, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. <laughs> or whatever, you know, song they choose. <laughs> right? And then we'll be all fucking psyched. I'll be like, oh shit, fall 2023. Then summer 2023. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we have to announce a delay. Grand Theft Auto 6 will be coming in the spring of 2024. And then, like, you know, late 2023, you know, like two months out, they'll be like, hey, hear us out. We're adding badminton. <laughs> but we need a little more time. Fall 2024. That's my ultimate prediction when we'll see that game. Cool. So two and a half years from now or something. That was a missed opportunity, man. At one point, I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> every character, every gun. <laughs> and not, and and we'll introduce you to our new protagonist, but we're also introducing a new system where you can play as any previous Grand Theft Auto protagonist, but they're NFTs. <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. <laughs> if Strothers was involved in Grand Theft Auto 6, how many Taylor Swift songs do you think would be on the soundtrack? There would just be a T-Swift radio. A whole radio station. <laughs> He'd blow the entire budget getting her to do the radio Yeah, station. it would look worse than those uh, remasters that they just... The game would look worse than those remasters that they just put out. <laughs> the mobile remasters, yeah. It, the, it would be called... Grand Theft Auto 6, Taylor's version. <laughs> That's what the, it would be called, the title of the game. People would be like, ah, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Rockstar, I can't stop playing it. <laughs> welcome to the stage. Head of Rockstar Studios, Eric Struthers. We're here to announce the most anticipated sequel in Rockstar history. A game... That we've heard requests for years. And then in the chat, you see people typing, oh shit, Bully 2! State of Emergency 3! <laughs> Coming soon. Oh shit. <laughs> I am weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new, that's my new bit. We've discovered a new bit. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, it's really funny. Uh, um,. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into talking about Sifu. One other... Not Nintendo involved or... No, I think I kind of covered... Because so, there's basically four, one, two, three, four, five JRPGs and one Nintendo Direct. Like I have... Steve, like I have the time... I know. It's just... To play five different RPGs. And they all come out this year? Yeah. Fuck me. And as of this recording, it's... 13 days until Elden Ring comes out. (laughs) I know, like, you know, I'm very excited for Project Triangle Strategy, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like Square doing a a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. But it comes out March 4th. I'm not going to be done with Elden Ring by then. So am I really going to buy that game the day it comes out to just not play it? Until I get a wild hair up my ass. I know. That, like, then you could just be like, maybe it'll go on sale. 
between then and now? You know, you never know. I also kind of hope it, much like Octopath Traveler, it shows up on Game some Pass. other plat- yeah. platforms, yeah. including Game Pass. Game Pass would be fucking sweet. Have you seen people being like, oh my God, they're definitely increasing. They spent, they're trying to spend $70 billion on Activision. Wow, Game Pass is going to go up. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I did see... What I, is it now? 15? Well, for like, Ultimate. Right, that's what I have. Yeah, which is... This is 15 a month? Yeah. That's going to go up probably to 20. Yeah, I think it'll be a little while. You think um, they'll, Do you think that they'll go like maybe $2? That, because that's kind of like what Netflix does. They keep kind of eating oh, yeah. that oh, shit yeah. up. It's going to be like the little pinky in your butthole. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yep. like you're doing the two-finger cul-de-sac McGillicuddy, and you're like, what about this? Hello? Hello? <laughs> And then sometimes it's like, no, okay, that's fine, that's cool. And then sometimes it's like, hey, why not? That's that dollar increase. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, I don't mind. I like Netflix. There's lots of good programming on there, or whatever. But uh, a lot of good anime. In, in fact, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you haven't watched that one, give that one a shot. <clears throat> um, I I don't know. Because it's weird, like, you know, Game Pass was 10 bucks when it first came out, mm-hmm. but you were probably also play, paying four ninety nine a month for Xbox Live. Plus the the uh, amount of stuff on there wasn't as expansive as it is now. No, and then they announced, you know, Game Pass for PC, and they're like, hey, just go ahead and give us 15 bucks. It's just 15 bucks, and what'll happen is you'll get your Xbox Gold, your live, yeah, let's bundle that shit together like Game, Geico. Game Pass on <laughs> on uh, PC and Xbox, guys. That's a good deal. So what they might do is introduce some other perk. I would see to try and make it. They'll be like, and you know what? Guess what you get? We're, uh, yeah, we're increasing it to twenty dollars a month. But every month, you know what you're gonna get? You know what you're gonna get, little gamer. An NFT! This month is Banjo-Kazooie! You love that guy, right? Oh, my God. Well, here's an NFT of his ear. Yeah. (laughs) Collect them all. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm trying to, like, wheel and deal. Chain-smoking menthols trying to wheel and deal NFTs on the black market. (laughs) Yo, I got the the battle rifle NFT. (laughs) Oh my god, you can Ridiculous. maybe use that to end my life. Um <laughs> Hey, I want to bring up one more thing before we talk about Sifu. Okay. Does anybody out there I'm looking for suggestions. We need a game, <laughs> right? That potentially five to six people can play together is cross play between Xbox and PC and I think that's it, right? I think so. Yeah. If anybody has the suggestions that fit that bill that, you know, isn't Halo, because that's, like, obviously we know Halo. And they did just fix Big Team Battle, so that is a thing. That I mean, it's definitely something we could do. Um, but, but we if, need another option. We do need another option, because I feel like our Xbox group is splintering, and it's I feel like Padme in <laughs> Episode 3, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Like, our group has gone strong since the pandemic began, and now it's like dust in the wind. No, no, man. you got to understand that there's valleys to every peak. Last time there was a, a valley, though, I didn't play with you motherfuckers for two years because y'all were hunting down Destiny and NFTs. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, I can't be letting that happen again because oh, I'd just be, be sitting on my couch, stony baloney, and be like, oh, I wonder what all my fr- Oh, Destiny. No, well, that won't happen again. I mean, unless we all do it. That's the only way I'm doing it. And it's, it's not NFTs, of course. <laughs> well, well, I didn't think Destiny would be the one. Dude, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, it's already kind of close to it. You're chasing unique things. Oh, no, no. I mean, I didn't think Destiny would draw all you guys. I didn't think <laughs> oh, that I would see. be the one. Now, if they did a Destiny 3, like, I don't know that I wouldn't give it a shot. At least try it. Give it a yeah. shot. But there's got to be some fundamental changes to the structure of that game. For me to be interested. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, we'll see. I mean, just, you know, this is the episode about Sony buying Bungie or whatever. And I got to say, like, from whenever whenever it was that Destiny 1 came out, I think it was 20, 2013? 2014. I think it was 2014 because it wouldn't have been a, a near launch title for. It, yeah, it wasn't. No, it was it 14. Wasn't. And, and, I, then, and I midnighted it. And that was the last one, last midnight I ever did in person. Mm. I, that was the one that, that ruined him for me because mm-hmm. there was so many people. I just didn't want to deal with it. But I spent a lot of time playing that game. That game is how Nick and I reconnected, you know, yep. like after a long period of time. So I have a lot of really good memories of Destiny 1. It's not that I don't either, yeah. but I also have a lot of wasted time mm-hmm. and angry memories about <laughs> Destiny. Yes, so. the raids in particular. I mean, those are the ones that will break you if you're not like in a great group of, of people who are patient and, and whatnot. Because that shit is hard. It yeah. is hard. It's hard and there's like... There does not need to be jumping puzzles in a first-person shooter. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know what I mean. Agree. The pressure that you feel in those if, in those moments to like get your part done can can be really <sighs> hard to deal with. And sometimes it's, it's not like it takes two hours. God, it's it not like two it hours takes to three get hours apart. Maybe yeah, the first hallway. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it takes three hours. Yeah, I've sat for six hours straight trying to do one thing mm-hmm. in destiny mm-hmm. and it's just beating my head against the wall over and over and over and eventually i just become the one that always fucks it up for everybody <laughs> and certain people in our group our destiny group weren't always the coolest about that let's be honest yeah that, that not that nick was the problem no no yeah. nick is a nick is a patient dude nick would play if he had the the fortitude to do it, he would have tried to raid for twelve hours. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> says shit. So, but yeah, so lots of lots of love for that first Destiny, and I even played a good bit of the second one. But I just had to I had to say goodbye. Just, just uh, wanted to I wanted to go see other video games, you know, and yeah, and like being in a monogamous relationship with Destiny just kind of wasn't working out. That's a toxic monogamous it's got, it's relationship. Toxic, yeah, yeah. Uh, through the motions man that's the thing those raids took so long and like you know playing for example playing demon souls my first souls game i ever beat it finally clicked with me what people talk about of this like immense feeling of accomplishment when you clear a boss that you've fought so many times it's just been whipping your ass the first time I beat a destiny raid I was like okay I'm going back to the tower and going to bed it (laughs) wasn't like Fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. I probably got a shader or some some shit too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shader. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, it just, oh, not for me, not for me. But you know what is for me? Sifu, <laughs> yeah, the man. game we're talking about today, which is a PlayStation Four and Five exclusive as of right now. I think it's on PC as well. Oh, okay, okay, but, uh, but not on uh, Xbox. No, yeah, timed ex- timed exclusive, something like that. But very good game. Yes. I think it's very good. I was not really into Absolver, the, this other this studio slow claps other game. I was trying to remember today if I've ever played Absolver because it was on Game Pass for a little while. And I feel like I maybe gave it a shot and it wasn't for me either. Right. But I can't remember for sure. Yeah, it was on Game Pass. I remember that. But it feels like what they did, from what I understand with Absolver, from a little bit I've seen of it, is they took kind of the same fighting engine and gave it some nice nicer graphics and put the excuse me the adventure mode into it or whatever where absolver was kind of an mmo in a weird way right wasn't it online? i thought that was a fighting game it was a fighting game maybe i can't remember either way I, I yeah so just more of the fighting style from that i think was what made it over into sifu mm-hmm. but it's like your cookie cutter kung fu movie plot yeah i was gonna say why don't you explain the mechanics and the setup of Sifu. Like, because... Right. So, um, you know, like the plot of a movie, your, your master who's been teaching you mm-hmm. this style of kung fu gets attacked by a villain and killed, and then you get to choose boy or girl. What did you choose, by the way? Boy. I went girl. Nice. So, um, And then you uh, train up uh, and grow up 
with revenge on your mind, and, mm -hmm. and the game is about you d you killing all the five people involved in killing your master. You start at age 20, and then every time you die in the game, you get back up, but every time you get back up, <clears throat> your age goes up. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first time you die, you get up, you, you go from 20 to 21. Mm -hmm. the Not even time, a big difference, right, right? you don't see any difference. Then the next time you die, it's from 21 to 23. Because it count like, your death... It's a death counter. Yeah, uh, accumulate. So... Mm -hmm. Let's say you've died five times. That's going to add five years to your life. Exactly. And you can kill tough enemies, mm -hmm. and that'll bring your death counter down by one. Correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can keep getting up over and over again until you get into your 70s. And then at that point, if you die, if you die it's game over for real. And at that point, you're awesome. You've got, like, gray hair. Yeah. Hair, long hair is kung halfway fu down beard and shit. Yeah. yeah. You get the beard. The lady gets the long braid down the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, but another cool thing is, um, towards the later half of your life, you deal more damage, but you're but your slower, health, your health goes down. That's right. Yeah. You have less health. Yeah. So it, you're, you know, there's like a bit of a trade off, mm -hmm. but, uh, you're also unlocking like abilities and skills as you go with your experience points. And, uh, there's like an interesting mechanic where like when you unlock it, it's almost rogue. Like you get it for that run. Right. And that's it. Unless you spend like triple the experience. It's five times. Five times. Yeah. So if you unlock it and you have it, every other time you unlock it while you have it goes towards unlocking it permanently. And once ah. you, once you do it five times, it's unlocked permanently. You don't have to, you don't have to fool with it anymore. That's cool. And that's kind of the trick. I would say like getting into the game, it's pretty tough. Like it's, you know, it's a little, it, takes a second to get used to what they're wanting you to do mm -hmm. and just running that first level over and over and getting the experience and buying a few of those techniques so when just, you get to the second level you're pretty badass yeah, or yeah. even by the time you get to the end of the first level you're totally whipping everything's ass yeah and, you know you'll feel more confident that's kind of what i did it took I, it took me like a few tries to get past the first level and there's hidden stuff in the level mm -hmm, so like mm -hmm. you know replaying that first level i'm sure there's like some benefit to it as far as finding Definitely. that stuff mm -hmm. you know there are shortcuts you can unlock oh like you find keys that you can use early in the level and stuff like that oh yeah okay and so you can even get to the boss super fast and um my goal was to try to get through it without dying at all oh. because when you get to the next level you can start there anytime you want just at the youngest age you were when you got to that level uh. right so if you beat the first level at age 20 you can just start at the next level, which is the club or whatever, at age 20, and just try that over and over again. You don't have to start at level one anymore. Oh, I so. didn't. See, I have yet to finish the first level. Mm -hmm. I've, been, I've gotten to the boss twice, mm -hmm. and both times, whew, he whipped He's my really ass. really easy. Once, I talk, Once you a, figure him out. a super easy trick. Oh, I gotta not say, even tricks. I love a, a game with a strong fucking vibe. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like Ghost of Tsushima, boy, does it have a vibe. Mm -hmm. Last of Us, it has a vibe. It's depression. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? God <laughs> Agreed. of War. Agreed. You know, just sort of keeping it in the PlayStation sphere. Mm -hmm. A game to me that doesn't, that is bland and has no vibe, Days Gone. Days Gone. Good. Right? Yeah. Um, and this game has a fucking vibe to it. 100%. When you yeah. started, when I started up, because, okay, let me tell you, my first experience with Sifu was, I was sitting there working, and I was like, it was on Tuesday night. Book of Boba Fett comes out at 2 a.m. Mm. And I get done about 10.30, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play some video games to, to keep me occupied till the Book of Boba Fett finale, right? And then... I was like, oh, well, I want to get Sifu. We can do an episode about it. I'm trying to justify me spending money on video <laughs> games. Like, I always wrestle with myself about these things. Get so I was like, you know what? I got about 30 minutes left to work. I'm going to go ahead and buy it, have it downloaded, sit down and play. Stony baloney, as usual, <laughs> about 11 o'clock at night. Fire that game up. And it's you start off in the thunderstorm, and yeah. the sound is coming from the DualSense controller, like the thunder and the rain. So awesome. And I was like, ooh, let's do this. <laughs> Man, does it set a vibe. Yeah. And does it do it really fucking well, mm -hmm. too. There's a cool twist I won't spoil about the prologue, which is yeah. very cool. Um, there's uh, just even getting into the game itself, like just the vibe is yeah. great. The levels they go for, they pull off. And even though it's not like... I wouldn't say graphically it's the 
greatest thing you've ever seen, but I think that it's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, you know, the graphics. Yeah, are, I mean, it's got a style to yeah. it. You it's know, it's not like, it's not super high uh, realistic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you might be used to from a uh, uh, PlayStation uh, exclusive, but the style it chooses, very fucking cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm not a frame guy, meaning like, unless it's really bad, I don't, I have a hard time distinguishing but it feels like it's running around 60 to yeah, me. It is. Super it is. smooth. Mm. And the combat system is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems fairly simple at first, but not in a bad way. Right, right. It right. kind of seems like a sort of a modern 3D beat-em-up with some timing and strategic elements to it. But then, you know, it starts introducing different throws Mm -hmm. and different like starter moves. Like I know one of the ones I unlocked was like the the move where you pull back on the stick, push forward and do like the jump kick into them to Mm -hmm. start combat. I can't remember what it is. And sweeps and palm Mm -hmm. strikes and all this. And man, is it cool. Yeah. Once you start doing all those moves, it's pretty awesome. Now, get the elephant in the room out of the way the game is hard it like, is very hard it is difficult it is like very hard the first level they're throwing you in rooms where you're outnumbered by like yeah. a lot yeah <laughs> and you know what's funny is so i played the prologue and i was like oh ladies and gentlemen we got a game halls is good at <laughs> wow <laughs> thinking like oh shit y'all i'm about to stomp this game into the dirt <laughs> and then I get into the first level, and I'm like, you know, 10 minutes in, and I'm like, <laughs> these motherfuckers can't do anything. <laughs> then do you get to the hallway? <laughs> Buddy, let me tell you. I get to the hallway and annihilate. Right, nice, nice. Because I had, awesome. like, as soon as do I you figured. you have the weapon? Yes, nice. I had the pipe. Okay, perfect. If you yeah, pipe. went in there with the pipe, and it was like that famous scene from the first season of Daredevil on Netflix when he beats, <laughs> like, 20 dudes in a hallway. Yep. And the way, so you, okay, in this game, it's. Uh, I would say, you know, behind the back third person. Typically third person. But when you go into that hallway and it switch perspective to the side side view, Mm -hmm. real cinematically. Yeah. Some Tony Josh shit. Some Tony Josh shit. (laughs) So then I get in the hallway, annihilate all those dudes. Like I'm breaking a pipe, beating somebody else that's got a pipe, taking their pipe, beating a bunch of other people up. And once again, buddy, I am feeling haven't died once. When you come out of that hallway, you go onto this roof, <laughs> uh-huh. and that's when you fight your first tough oh, the big, enemies. The big guy, the throw guy. So many deaths. Oh yeah, <laughs> so many deaths. That because not the big fat guy, right? The other guy who like you take his health down, and you think you're about to beat oh. him. So you do the two button thing to do and the he, finishing and move. He blocks it, and he it, becomes like Superman. Yes, I hate that shit. You can just beat them without doing the thing, and they they will. They won't do that. But that's the problem is it's tough to tell who it is before it happens. I see. So, like, if you're in a big group of people, chances are very good that one of them is going to do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he becomes super hard. That dude, like, I started off at 20 and I was in my, like, mid 40s by the time I finally beat him. I understand. That's how I was at first, too. There are also some people, they have, everybody has posture meters. So, like, you can do enough posture damage to where. Even though they, they don't can't ha- break block, you anything. break their block, and yeah. then you can finish them with like a move, right? Um, so you have that as well. And if you get broken, then people just get a free shot at you, which sucks when there's a bat coming at your head. Yeah. So that gave me problems, and then you know, I, th- I feel like two of those guys I beat took my death counter down a couple. I was like, all right, I, I should be okay, right? Mm-hmm. And then I hit the big guy, the throw guy. There's always a big fat guy in me in a fight in a beat 'em up game. Yep. Always the giant guy in the in the kung fu movies too. Yep. Yeah. And like I think by the time I got him fig- finished and figured out I was in my 60s. Mm-hmm. And so not looking good going into the first boss fight by any means, right? Yeah. Um and then I had a really hard time. So like the first level right is this warehouse where they're mm-hmm. you're trying to get to like a a greenhouse almost. yeah 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 but the whole setup is they're like packaging up drugs and mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. and you know the room you go into where everybody's wearing the masks where they're doing the packaging up mm-hmm. and like 
everybody has a weapon for some reason. That's the big room almost right before the boss. Yes. Yeah, that's the hangar. There's there's actually like an achievement for clearing that room in under a minute and 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, good. Good. Good for that. <laughs> good for you. Did you get that? No, I didn't. And I went I I tried to beat that level without dying, so I went through it a lot. Because oh, the short the shortcut yeah. the shortcut basically puts you right into that room. Did you uh, well We'll talk about the specifics later, you and I off air. But suffice it to say, that game is very good. It's got me like quite intrigued, and I th- I think it's one of those games that won't take a super long time to beat because there's only like five levels. Yeah, like it feels like one of those games that once you level up enough mm-hmm. and unlock enough stuff, it I mean it it makes sense. It'll become quite a bit easier. Granted. I haven't been into the second level yet. I'm just assuming there's even tougher enemy types in the second level. And- so um, I got on the subreddit for that game. This is before I bought it. And uh, everybody was memeing about the second level. Oh, really? And like how, how it was kicking all their asses. And my favorite take on it was, you've, I think it's the uh, Captain America meme, the old Captain America meme, where he's sitting there going, no, I, no, I don't think I will. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like me uh, asking if I want to go past the club, because like they're so old, <laughs> there's no point in going on. You need to start over and try to do it better, you know, basically. Because if you, if you move on to the next level at level 75, you you're get doing to your, die once. You're doing yourself a, a disservice, yeah. Oh, shit. I could see that being tough, yeah. So are there different enemy types in the second level? Um, I mean, they're all pretty similar, at least as far as the um, general riffraff. Okay. But, uh, you know, there's some... I haven't seen too many... Di- there are some different ones, for sure. Right. Yeah, but almost like mini-boss types. Oh, okay. you know, so yeah. uh, like the the general people you fight so far in the second level aren't too different from the the I general gotcha. guys you fight in the first. <clears throat> I'll say this: uh, one of the things that I thought was really cool, like that really impressed me, is the first time you pick up a broom, like mm-hmm. a push mm-hmm. broom, yep. and he like uses his foot to snap Yo, the bristles yep. off, and then turns it into a fucking staff. Uh huh. Wow. Uh, anytime you pick up a weapon off the ground, they just. It, kick it up off the ground it's instantly in your hand you're yeah. smacking people in the face the <laughs> one one funny thing i've noticed and this is just this is nothing against the quality of the game it's the slightest nitpick but yeah you'll be walking with a pipe or a, a staff or a two by four or a bat or a bottle whatever it is weapon you're carrying and when you go to open a door that shit disappears <laughs> and then it's you still have it the first time yeah. it happened i was like did it get rid of my weapon just because yeah. I went through a doorway? Yeah, like same thing. Like when you jump from, like the level to the bo- lower level, it yep. looks like it disappeared. But yeah, that, yeah, that's true. But um, you do get to keep the weapons, luckily. So let me ask you this: There is like a Charlie Day conspiracy whiteboard that you're putting together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do, now, is that stuff? Obviously, the keys, for instance, those are handy because they let you do that. Shortcuts. That opens the shortcut. Yeah. But is it one of those things where uh, the other stuff is just story? Like, are there, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Most of it is just story stuff. There okay. are achievements for completing the the boards the, for each the, level. Each level board, yeah. That's another thing. There's a locked door in that first one that <clears throat> I was like, "How do you open this one?" I have the keys, but um, I did the lightest bit of Google, and it's like, "Yeah, you get that key in like the last level." So that's no point in weird talking about yeah i wonder what the point is of going back after you get the key in the last level yeah i don't know there's definitely <clears throat> there's achievements for beating it like below age 50 and then another achievement for beating it below age 25 okay cool yeah that's gonna happen for so me. there's reasons to do that's, that i'm gonna be able to do that <laughs> yeah. but there's also um you can also spare all the bosses um, there's ways to beat them without killing them, and I wonder if that might have something to like. You, if you go through the game sparing them all, you might get a different ending as well. Oh, okay. So that's I. I can't confirm that. I don't it know. seems like that would make sense, though. That seems like something that would be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dig it. The music, kind of sparse in the music, but really good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's what I'm going to be doing after we record today, as playing some more cool. seafood. Good. Yeah. Um yeah man, I'd definitely recommend it if you've got a PlayStation and you're into 
a decent challenge and some sick beat em up mechanics. Yeah. Check it out. You know what it does make me wish is that uh like maybe they'll do it for the sequel where you could do co op mm. old school beat em up style. We could get back to back. Yeah. Sick. Like Mando and Boba. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. That'd be great. Buy them, Sony. Slow clap. Buy them. Yeah. yeah. They won't cost you six billion. Nah. Sixty. Dollars. <laughs> and then it'll be like, please welcome to the stage, head of Sony Entertainment, Jim Ryan. <laughs> Hi, guys. We here at Sony put the gamers first. And with our recent acquisition of Slow Cap Studios, creators of Absolver and Sifu, we're continuing that trend. That's why we're very happy to announce <laughs> Sifu 2. Sifu 2 is coming at you next year, next summer, and will feature full campaign co-op, both couch and online. And also, every move, every weapon, every skin for your martial artist will be an NFT. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh so yeah, I recommend it if if people <laughs> want to check it out. I'd love to hear what other people think about it. I feel like I this is not fair to say, but it has gone slightly under the radar because it's not big flashy triple A. There was a bigger release literally a couple days before Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2, Elden Ring is, is, is following up, up not mm-hmm. long before, uh, long after that. Horizon came out yesterday. Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my gosh. I know that's going to be, people are all over that. Yeah. It's really popular. No, Horizon comes out next Friday. Yes, it comes out a week before Elden Ring. What a month for games. Specifically PlayStation. PlayStation yeah. has a killer fucking uh, February. Mm-hmm. Like... Okay, if you're a PlayStation 5 owner, not that all of this is exclusive, right? But in the month of February through March, Dying Light 2, Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, and Gran Turismo in March. Like, those are some heavy fucking hitters. And obviously, Elden Ring and Dying Light 2 aren't console exclusive, but if that's the console you have, you got some choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, on Xbox. Dying Light 2, uh, Elden Ring, Ring. Mm-hmm. you know. And we'll talk about um, Dying Light 2 at some point, because I did get that. I was a big fan of the first, and I I was liking what I little I played of Dying Light 2, but then I played Sifu, and that completely just took me an, I'm going to pick away. up Dying Light 2 on sale, and yeah. maybe we'll play that co-op. Yeah, I think that the co-op is supposedly and pretty fun. So. Yeah, we could do that co-op and talk about it on the show. Sounds good. It's not a game I'm rushing out to get. No, man, uh, we're going to be talking about Elden Ring way before that anyway. Yeah, so. I mean, the next time we record was going to be about Elden oh Ring. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I know it's so close. It almost feels like uh when the the Tool album finally released after <laughs> waiting for it. Yeah. Granted, we have not had you have not had to wait that long for the next From game. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like they it's almost like if they went and re-recorded opiate and put that out <laughs> in between that's the demon souls remake demon souls. yeah the pro- last proper from was sakura i guess and that was 2019 yeah and dark souls which is you know was 2016 I dark believe. souls 3 dark souls 3 yeah. yeah so that would have been the the last proper souls game and this is more like a dark souls from what i understand than mm-hmm. a big, sakura big dark souls <laughs> big dark souls energy can't that's, wait, guys. That's what BDE stands for. <laughs> Big Dark Souls energy. That's right. I can get behind that. So, guys, uh, have you played Sifu? Let us know what you think at highpotionpod at gmail.com. Uh, also, what do you think about NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Fuck them. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, make sure to leave us a review if you haven't already. It really helps us out. And you can get entered to win a gift card like our buddy uh, Nick. Nathan, Nathan. Got Nick on the brain because I haven't got to hang out with that dude. 
and Neil. Um, so take care of that. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow this podcast right here at High Potion Pod. And until we talk to you guys next week, have a good one. Bye, guys. Ah!